When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, everybody, welcome into another episode of Purple Insider. Matthew Collar here. And you probably remember last week, ESPN's Courtney Cronin and I and Sam Ekstrom went through the defensive line and the underrated stories. Well, here's the second part of that episode in which we make Courtney pick the schedule. Off we go. Let's pick the schedule because this is what Courtney has been waiting for for some what time. For? Uh, because it's really important to mention that the first time you picked the schedule, you had them going seven and ten, and a lot has happened since then. So let's so let's just dive right into it at Cincinnati to kick it off on September twelfth. That will be a win to open up the season. I booked my travel for it a couple uh, last week. It felt good. So starting off the season with a win and um, they'll be one and oh going, staying on the road for week two. I too will be flying into Kentucky airport uh, week two at Is Arizona. Is going to have you to the ranch? Is that, oh, yeah, is, that, hang. is that in stone yet? Don't think so. Don't think so. That has not been, uh, that was not have been brought up. Yeah. I think ranch trips COVID, are there's, probably. There's, there's COVID protocols yeah. probably at the ranch. Yeah. Also after uh, Adam Zimmer described them hanging out in the hot tub and stuff, I was just like, I don't know if I want to be there. They've got uh, a golf course. That's awesome. They're on, like uh, driving range pretty much. Got a lot of um, Zimmer does watch Chicago PD, which is if anyone's watched it, it's quite a show anyway. So um, Arizona at uh, on the road for week two, <laughs> Sam's going to go to this one. I will be there as well and uh i do think this will be a win i'm not confident in the kyler murray development cliff kingsbury kyler murray like what do do they have another year left in them like what what's it going to take i think that i mean that there's a lot of weapons in that offense um by the way if you didn't know aj green's now on that offense like i mean i, I underrated not talked about who cares type move of the off season but got a lot of weapons but the Vikings also have guys that can actually cover receivers this time. So we think, I mean, Patrick Peterson is at a crossroads in his career and it's his former team. He's going home. The storylines write themselves. Um, but you know, who, him, Bashad Breeland, if you have Mackenzie Alexander starting in the slot, like I think you have a much better secondary to go against all that speed of that air raid style NFL offense um, that it should be. They should at least be able to fare better defensively. I think it's actually going to be a pretty close game on the road, but I do say the Vikings will come away with a win. Uh, Okay, Courtney, on to week three. Seattle actually, by an act of God, is coming to Minnesota. They don't lose a lot of games when there's fans at U.S. Bank Stadium, right? But does anybody think that they're going to start out 3-0? and I don't know. Seattle's had a lot of issues this off season. Like is Russ happy? Is he not? Well, apparently he's staying. So there's that big question mark uh, that's been answered. They played them so close last year. 
and I think that, I mean, obviously there was a lot of different issues as to why they lost that game and they lost Alvin Cook for, you know, the second half of that game too. I think this will end up being a very close loss for Minnesota. I still think that Seattle is one of the better teams in the NFC. The, the Vikings are like a very they're a good NFC team that nobody's talking about. And I don't think that, that prove it date of like, oh, they could actually be like legit and go to the playoffs this year will come until later. So I say that that will be a loss in week three against Seattle. Okay. Uh, I agree with you. You're going to have to show me you can beat Seattle before mm-hmm. I'm going to say you're going to beat Seattle. I don't think yeah. I've ever actually, since I started on the beat, I don't think I've picked them to beat Seattle. So mostly you've been they, right every time because they've played at Seattle every time, but yeah. All right. Uh, Cleveland is here October 3rd, which makes for an incredibly fascinating matchup. Kevin Stefanski V Mike Zimmer. And all of the former staff members, both front office and coaching staff and strength and conditioning staff, I believe that are all on Cleveland's uh, team now. So crazy storylines, write themselves. This is going to be a really tough one. I think that they will eke out a victory over Cleveland, like last second coming down to a field goal type victory. And and if it's Greg Joseph, then it's probably not Greg Joseph. It's probably a kicker brought in during camp. Who are we kidding? Um, But nonetheless, this is, this is going to be like the, I I worry kind of about the overthinking chess match that's going to go in here. Like not thinking like, you know, if I'm, if I'm speaking for Mike Zimmer, it's the, I have to beat Kevin Stefanski. I gave this guy his opportunity. I have to run him into the ground. And Stefanski wanting to come back and prove, you know, I mean, he was coach of the year last year. He doesn't have that much to prove, but like prove like, Hey, it wasn't a fluke. Prove that Baker can actually be like a top 10 quarterback. This is going to be an overtime game. And it's, I'll say it's an overtime win for the Vikings via a field goal. Fouad Reves for the win is what will happen. Nobody on Fouad Reves. I love Fouad. Former Viking kicker from like way back in the day. Fouad Reves. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's spelled F-U-A-D. So anyway. You're correct on that. Uh, Okay. Well, we'll just move on from that then. I thought everyone would be very excited for that poll. Uh, let's go to, uh, Detroit. So wait, you said it was a win for the Vikings. They're three and one. Three and one. Great three start one. for the Vikings. First quarter of the season. The Rosy buzz. optimism yeah. from, from Courtney. She oh, goes, wow. Wow. Wait, wait, wait a second though. There's a really tough stretch there from like week nine through week 12. That might disappoint some people, okay. but, but this, they start, uh, out re- hot. they start out hot. I was going to say the remainder of this stretch is not too hard because you have Detroit is our next game. October 10th. I'm, They'll beat Detroit. I think that they, it's always a safe bet to like assume that they're going to split with Detroit, really all their division rivals, but specifically Detroit. Cause like there's always one gotcha game that they have in them, but I think that that one will be a win. I think they're going to start out pretty hot, honestly going in. They, I mean, they have an early buy it's week seven, like there's six games. How bad can it get? Well, last year it got pretty bad until the, <laughs> the same time as when they had their buy, but I don't think it will be, that bad this year. So I say that they will beat Detroit in was that week four, week five. Uh, that would be week five. Yes. Yeah. In week, week six, six, they go, they go to Carolina. So they're four and one going to Carolina. Now you did say one of these games against bad teams yep, is the upset. Always is, end up, is this the yeah. one you're picking? Yes, because it's not just like thinking back to like last year and it's not the Pat Elfline revenge game. So don't worry. It's not why I'm thinking that this one's going to be a loss. 
I think that the, you know, they've, they've been, they will have had some good road tests early on the season. This one kind of feels just like a sneaky, like a sneaky game that might get them because think about like with all those times that they played the Rams and like, Oh, like, you know, offensive genius, Sean McVay and, you know, what's it going to do for Mike Zimmer? Like in the first year and, you know, 18, excuse me, 17. Yeah. The one he beat him, like that was a you know great win for them at home. And that propelled them throughout the rest of the season to be like, yeah, this is a legit NFC championship team. Then there was the week. Then there was the game after that, the, you know, the, the shootout in 2018, is this the year that Joe Brady, the whiz kid offensive mastermind, like, did they finally put it together? Yeah. I know he's only been there a year, but like, I haven't seen it. I do think that, the quarterback change that they made with Teddy Bridgewater. I'll be really curious to see how that plays out with Sam Darnold, but I do think them going on the road week six will be a loss. Let me just draw a correlation last year. Who was the week six opponent? Atlanta. And did they just fire their coach? They (laughs) They, uh, yes. Yeah, they did. They, they did. I posed did. I posed that question in an odd way, but yes, <laughs> they did fire their coach. And they did not um, hire Raheem Morris as their who, new coach. Is Matt Rule a competent coach caller? No. And <laughs> no, he is not. Could, could he be out? Could that be like Joe Brady taking over the reins in Week Six? Oh my gosh! Will the Panthers be inspired? I'm going to say, no, he won't be fired because his contract is ridiculous. It's so like they're gonna seven give years. Yeah. It's literally seven years. Yeah. Like, I, it's absurd. They're it doesn't matter if it deserves it. Out of style. So, uh, a vest. But, what is but, that thing? It's a smock. <laughs> but one of, the, one of those games feels like the game. Trap like game, Detroit right? or Carolina, right? Yeah. So you've got exactly. them four and two going mm. into the bye. Coming out, my circle it favorite game, most interested game of Very the year, Sunday night football on Halloween, NBC versus the Dallas Cowboys. Well, Dallas's defense, like, yeah, they've added a couple pieces. They got a new defensive coordinator, but their defense still isn't very good. So, like, I'm not all that worried about that aspect of, like, Dallas's team, like, issues that they might give the Vikings. But, like, they've got a lot of weapons offensively. Like, this is going to be a fun game in prime time. A lot of offense in this one. I I think they're going to win this game. And I, I'm kind of setting myself up for that because of the stretch that they have week nine. Like I said, week nine through basically 14. Um and I'll explain why, but I think that they end up beating Dallas on Sunday night football. Five and two, the start mm-hmm. that you have. So this is quite the turnaround from seven and 10, unless you have them falling apart here, which maybe. So they're going to add Baltimore uh, on November 7th, the following week. So they come off this big win. Everybody's on a high. And then what happens? And then they go to Baltimore and they lose. Okay. So they drop to five and yes. three because five and they three. can't stop Lamar Jackson. Now yeah. this is where it gets hard. They have trouble with that, like running quarterbacks and things like that. Well, you go from at home in Minnesota to the East to play Baltimore to the West to play Los Angeles in where you'll be two days. weeks later. Like, yeah, it's a lot. And I know that people don't want to like say like factoring in time and schedule and like they get annoyed when those questions get asked in press conferences of like, are you doing anything different this week? Cause of the West coast swing. Well, that stuff actually does matter. Like, that's why they try to mimic when like a team has a Monday night game as the opener. That's why they start practicing at night. At least a lot of teams do like the week leading into that. Nonetheless, um, what are the chargers going to be this year? 
Justin Herbert, like what, what are they going to be? Brand new coach, defensive minded coach and Brandon Staley. What are they going to be? I think that there's still like a couple pieces there. There could be very good, but I think that there are still a couple pieces away. Like there'll be a fun team. The AFC West race will be fun to watch. Like it always is like everybody behind the chiefs. But I think that this will end up being a win for the Vikings. So what do I have them at now? Uh, you have them at now six and three and the, and the chart. The Chargers game, not just because it's Los Angeles and I can't wait to go in November, but also, I mean, just one of the most intriguing games of the year for sure. Sam, uh, interject here. How how good do you think the Chargers are by the time we get to week 10? Here's my take on the AFC West. I think the Chiefs are the Chiefs and the Chiefs will demoralize everybody. <laughs> I think the Broncos still have maybe that splashy Rogers move in them. And I think the AFC West is just pretty tough. Um, I don't know what to think of the Raiders. You know, Derek Carr still puts them in a little bit of purgatory, but that's a tough division in my mind, especially if the Broncos find a way to upgrade a quarterback. Um, so I think the Chargers wind up where the Chargers usually are, which is buried early in the season. And then they'll, they'll charge late um, so that they can, you know, lose out on the fourth pick and get the 14th pick instead charge late indeed i I Um, did enjoy that pun okay six and three they come home to face green bay let's go on this assumption let's let's assume aaron Rodgers is playing because until he says he's not playing he's playing yeah so i think that they will win this game they're going to split with green bay so you can already see what i'm going to do in january but um they they will win this game because they played a close it's a it was an offensive shootout they haven't been home in two weeks since they or three weeks since they played Dallas on the 31st I don't know if Green Bay's cornerbacks are going to be able to cover uh any better than they did last year like I don't know if Kevin King has recovered from what was it the NFC championship game I don't know what happened and like this team drafted the overdrafted a cornerback um with their first their first pick in the draft I think it was 29th yeah I was like what like he's like a top 50 player and anyways um I don't think that this one will be even if Aaron Rodgers is playing I still don't think that this one will be very close um I think that it's a statement type game for them to be like okay we're gonna march now we've got a couple division games coming up um and they also have a really tough road before they go back on the road to play San Francisco so that one will be a win for them against Green Bay Sunday November 21st Hey everyone, training camp is on the way. Fans are going to be back in the stands, so you got to be ready with all your Minnesota football gear. That's why you have to check out Soda Stick. There are so many designs that you can get on hats and t-shirts, including the John Randall design, which is extremely cool. There is also the straight cash homie Randy Moss homage, the can't stop the Thielen hats, and a personal favorite, the old video game designs that Tecmo fans will appreciate. Check it all out at sodastick.com that is s-o-t-a-s-t-i-c-k.com everything screen printed here in minnesota and i can tell you the shirts are comfortable and they last a long time because at this point half of my closet is soda stick to be honest again that is sodastick.com minnesota sports inspired goods keep your eye out also for our soda stick giveaways 
Hey everyone, I want to tell you about our friends at Scout Logistics, and I really do mean it when I say friends. They are fans of Purple Insider over at Scout Logistics, and since they reached out wanting to support this show, I want to tell you about what they do. Scout Logistics is just-in-time transportation for full tractor-trailer loads, and if you're wondering what that means exactly... Well, if you own or work for a company that needs shipping solutions, they are the preferred carrier of Fortune 500 companies across North America, and we have quite a few of those in Minnesota, right? They can ship perishable, non-perishable, FTL or LTL, and they have on-time delivery rate of over 99%. So if you're like them and you enjoy the show and you have shipping needs, check out scoutlogistics.com or call 855 217-2688 extension 232 to connect with them directly to find out how Scout Logistics can minimize risk and overperform and go the extra mile for your company. So now you've got it at seven and three Three. going (laughs) out to San Francisco. And I mean, again, what a travel slate here, Baltimore, LA back home, back to the West coast to Santa Clara, the very easy to reach Santa Clara, from uh, are you transit. guys flying into Sacramento? No, again? I'm gonna watch that game. We're from gonna fly home. into uh Portland this year, I <laughs> yeah, think. I mean, and just right, a little we, further nice north. Drive. <laughs> we we drove in a truck from uh, where was it, Sacramento, all yeah. the way down to Santa Clara. That was a that was a fun time. So, out to San Francisco, let's just assume it's Jimmy G for now. Starting. It could be Trey Lance. I actually, in my prediction or like my schedule release that we did back in May. I circled week 12 as the week because it's past the trade deadline. Um, I, I put this as the week that we could very easily see Trey Lance starting for the first time. Um, I don't know what that, I mean, they, they are so loaded and if they're healthy, they're top five NFC teams. I think this will be a loss for them. Okay. So they fall to seven and four out in San Francisco. And that one is a really hard one to project. No matter who's playing quarterback though, we know Kyle Shanahan is calling the plays Mm -hmm. and they have a great team. I mean, if their defense is healthy and they have weapons all over the place. So that, that is a very strong roster. I think it's a stronger roster than the Vikings. So I think it's fair to give them uh, the Vikings a loss there. And now on to Ford field and Detroit in week 13 with a seven and four record where I would imagine people are still talking about, Hey, look, those Vikings are pretty good. I bet, you know, I'll go ahead and say that they sweep Detroit this year. So that's a win for me. That would be what? Four straight sweeps of Detroit. Would it be 2018, 19, 20, 19, 20? Yeah. Cousins has never lost to him here. No, he hasn't. And if That's you look true. at That's and if true. you look at their record against other teams, not Detroit, it's uh, under 500. So there is that. Uh, are you this is what this is like my question of the week, because I've been doing a couple of shows with NFC North people. Mm-hmm. Should I bother to connect with anyone from Detroit to talk about the Lions? Like, should we, yeah. should we care? But should we care at all about the Lions? I think we should care because I think we want to know, like it's kind of like the storyline that helps you figure out another storyline. Like was Jared Goff the problem in LA? Cause uh, his head coach made him seem like he was and certainly uh, shipped him off to another place to try to, you know, get him, you know, let him get fixed somewhere else and also get out of the Rams way. So I'd be curious to figure out, you know, they didn't really address like wide receivers, their big position that they still kind of have to figure out. Right. Like maybe that could slow up like the, the recovery period of call it for Jared Goff to be like, are you still like a good quarterback? Um, 
you know, I, I'd like to know about Jeff Okuda. Didn't do anything last year. I mean, he was hurt and he had surgery and he like wasn't very good. But like, yeah, I think it's worth it. I like football. I like listening to podcasts. <laughs> I go, will, I go on walks. Will they bite any ankles or kneecaps? Kneecaps. Or kneecaps. I, I sorry, sorry. Yeah. God, get it right. They're they're like on their way to standing back up. They're not down on the ground biting ankles. They're like on their way back up and taking a a chunk out of a kneecap. That's how that works. I think. God, that's painful. Uh, so you have an eight and four. Now I you need to make an official statement here at eight and four. You have already mm-hmm. passed your previous win loss record. Explain yourself. They, so do you feel I, like they have gotten that much better since the last time we did this, which I think was maybe May. May. It was May. It was right after the draft. Um, I I mean, do you want me to tell you what I have them as my record or do you want no, me to? No, 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 no. no I'll say that to no the end. Just, okay. Sheldon changed everything. for I mean, this, this is what I'm I mean, saying. Really. Is that this is a big change though, from where you were because at. Because the type of changes that they made, in the free agent additions, like it's like they got through the draft, they got through free agency, then the draft, and they didn't stop defensively. But they could have stopped and been like, all right, cool. We've got two massive individuals. No one's ever going to run on us. Um, that's great. They solved the run pro- game problems. Anthony Barr's healthy. Eric Kendrick's healthy. Cool. Like, And it's like, all right, well, Patrick Peterson, great. They'll figure out the rest. Well, in that time since then, they shipped off Mike Hughes. They got a draft pick back for that. Um, they upgraded again at cornerback. They brought in, you know, Bashad Breland. Like they, they, they have more depth at that position and they know what to do with, honestly, at this point, they you know didn't stop with a defensive line. Like you can kind of argue like, which was the bigger problem last year, the pass rush or the coverage. And it's obviously both, but you, ha- you know, like your biggest question, that was the hardest part about projecting a schedule. Not that, you know, Daniel Hunter did make this, his injury did make them nosedive last year. And it's kind of weird to say that about a defensive end, but he is such a big part of what they do when you are predicated on defense. That was a problem. So now that we know that he's back, albeit we don't know in what condition, we assume he'll be healthy. Um, but that to me was worthy of at least one and a half wins difference for them. And the fact that they've upgraded their pass rush and they've put so much focus I'm trying to actually get a push from the interior. It's just, it's such a different look than it was before that that gives me the thought that it'll do like from where I picked them before that it will at least be one to three win margin of difference. And I know our friends at PFF and, you know, others who, you know, project schedules and like, you know, the, how much you can actually weigh on certain players will probably disagree with me on that, but I'm projecting this out based on who's back, what we saw in minicamp, how this thing's going to look. And it gave me the belief that this team could be not backing their way into a wild card spot, but it, like they are one of the, they're one of the NFC teams that no one's talking about. Like one of the top NFC teams that I think no one's talking about right now. Like I'm not saying top five, top six, I'm saying like seven, eight or nine. And that could, you know, if you're seven, then if you're top seven, top eight potentially you're 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 in the playoffs so yeah sam you've got to run here in a second but i want you to say why you didn't change anything from the first time that you and i picked the schedule the minute it came out 
you said the other day that you're not changing that at all from your record, which I think was 11 and six. So were you, were you like soothsaying? Were you like projecting that they would wait, get you had, with... wait, Sam, you had them at 11 and you six, had them at 11 and six. Well, you have yeah. to realize let's, let's clarify this for people. I had them at like seven and 10, seven and 10. Yes. So of course, so this is quite a big change. Like, yeah, That's why I'm growing like, you on it. But I mean, like you're <laughs> like, if Sam had them at 11 and six, like, I, I don't think that's a bad record at all. Yeah. I, I believe my first projection was in the the real heat of the Rodgers speculation. Yes, so I absolutely. gave them absolutely I gave them both Green Bay games. Um and I think a couple of those fringe games, um, you know, against teams that have been good, like Pittsburgh and, and Los Angeles, I'm I feel pretty good that those teams are going to decline. Um, and I just feel like they get a lot of their um, easier games on the road, which I think is a formula to, to have success because you, if you have easy games at home and hard games on the road, you're probably going to like win a lot of home games, but you're going to lose a lot of your road games. I think they can bank road wins against Carolina. They can bank road wins against Arizona and Cincinnati. There's three right there. Add one more like L.A., you could go 500 on the road. That's a great road record. And we know this team can easily go um, seven and one at home because they've proven it before. They can beat good teams at home. So that's my methodology behind the 11. And um, I'm sure I'll be wrong. Okay, Sam, go take care of your children and we'll finish the rest of the uh, the schedule. And Bye, thank Sam. you for your time. I love you guys. Bye. Okay. Love you too. Uh, all right. So we are at eight and four mm-hmm. as we head down the stretch here. Pittsburgh, December 9th at home. It's a Thursday night. Okay, so they're just coming off. Let's 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 factor in the travel here and just the fatigue and potentially injuries at this point of the season. They're coming off games in Detroit on the road. Or excuse me, Detroit on the road the week before. The week before that, San Francisco on the road. And then it's a Thursday night game against Pittsburgh. Um, I don't know where people get the idea that like Pittsburgh, like Mike Tomlin, like, you know, this whole thing. Like, I hear these hot seat conversations. I'm like, Huh? The guy has not had a losing season since he's been in Pittsburgh. Where are you getting this from? Yes, I don't know what Ben Roethlisberger is going to be this year. Do I think it's his last season? Absolutely. Do I think they're going to be awful? No, I don't. So, like, I put this down as a loss. I don't think I've changed my prediction on this game specifically since I started making schedules a while ago. So I think that this one will be a loss. I think that's fair to think this is a loss because like you said, two games that go on the road and Detroit, uh, even if we're making fun of them not being very good, they usually put up a fight at least against the Vikings. Divisional opponents tend to do that. They might be a little bit more, um, a little bit better this year just by not having Matt Patricia. But even, even if it's an easy win, you've still got to come home and play a great defense that I don't think Pittsburgh's defense is disappearing off the face of the map. I don't either. Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. And those guys could cause a lot of problems for the Vikings offense. So I I tend to agree with you that that one is a losable game that would drop them to then eight and four. And then they go to soldier field. Always a party. Yes, it is. It is their favorite place in the whole, whole wide world. Um, Or did I say eight and four? I meant eight and five. I have them at eight and five right now. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. So I think I might've said eight and four. And so. they've got, they've got four games left. Um, they're going to lose at soldier field. Um, Cause I, I just, I mean, not saying last year was a fluke by any stretch, but that game was way too close for comfort for them. Anyways. Um, is Justin field starting at this point? 
I think so. Yes, I'm um, going to say yes. So I think that they will lose on Monday Night Football in Chicago in uh, in week um, what is that week 14 week 15 uh, rather. I think that you are justified no matter how bad Chicago Chicago is. And I think they're just okay this year. Always saying they're going to lose at Soldier Field. Like history just proves you right. We studied this. We looked at it. It's a real thing. And like you said, they were inches away from going to be frozen. Like nobody's going to be, it's going to be like a skating <laughs> rink out there. Like it's December in Chicago, like on a field that's run by Chicago Park District. Field's going to be frozen. Turf conditions are going to need like nine inch cleats. It's so not going to be pretty. Eight and six, and now the season is feeling like it's teetering a little. All of a sudden, they were hot. They were eight and four. Scares, I think, you know, down the stretch. And they, yeah, now they got the Rams at home day right. after Christmas. Coming home against the great defense, Matt Stafford is familiar with U.S. Bank Stadium and has presumably a more stable franchise. How do you think this one plays out? This is tough. This is a short week. It is. Um, I think that they end up winning this game because – like you, you think about the receivers, what Cooper cup, Robert Woods, like, do they have an X? Like, so it won't be like hard in turn, not hard. I mean, it's a bad word to use, but like, it won't be like, Oh man, how are they going to cover these guys? Like some other teams, maybe like a Dallas that they play that this is, this is why you got Dalvin Tomlinson. This is why you got Michael Pierce because they have an elite group of running backs with cam Akers and the whole crew behind him. Um, and as we know, this team, this Rams team really likes to utilize um, running backs as receivers too. And as they learned a couple of years ago, sometimes you can trick people in not covering them um, <laughs> you know, on seam routes. So, uh, but no, I do think that this will end up being um, a win for the Vikings because this is, this is where you get to flex your muscle defensively of like the biggest acquisition you made, which was, you know, you shoring up your run defense. So you don't get embarrassed again, like they did last year on Christmas day. So you've got nine and six, and now we go to Green Bay, and you sort of teased this one earlier. Yeah, they'll that, lose this one. Yeah. I mean, it's just like it's just it's just Murphy's law. Like you have to lose. Um, Got to lose one at Green Bay, and who knows? I mean, depending upon how the season goes for Rodgers, like this, if he plays, and right now we're assuming that he's going to play because he hasn't said otherwise, and you know, camp's two weeks away, and we've there's a whole lot of news a whole lot of non-news about nothing um but i think that they'll they'll split with green bay and just you know to wrap it up they'll split with chicago so i believe i have them at 10 and 7 which I think, seven. I think it's a conservative fair bet for me to put them at that that's the record but, i have them at. call me a hater because that is i'm not being overly negative i'm not being overly critical they've made a lot of adjustments they overhauled that defense mike zimmer was right it is going to look completely different this year schematically I'm curious to see what they actually do with like, They always talk about like, Oh, we like went back and study all these trends and stuff and things that offenses are doing and how to keep up with that. Like you have the personnel to mix some fronts. You have the personnel to change what you're doing on the back end and, and how you cover. And if you're you know playing more man versus zone, things like that, you don't have to do kind of all of the um, uh, fail safes that you had to do last year to, to just to get by and give up 400 yards a game in a loss um, or a close win, whatever. But like, that's what kind of gives me the belief that this team will be more than just marginally better, but the NFC is still really, really good. They're still not one of the top five teams in the NFC by the end of the season. Could they be maybe, but I still think they're going to be kind of on that outside edge looking in and could probably could make some noise in the playoffs. That was going to be my question. Do you think 10 and seven, because I still haven't figured out if 10 and seven is a good record or not. I think that it's yeah, kind of okay. Know. It sounds um, weird to me. 
So somebody that emailed me did the research and I mean, it doesn't guarantee you playoffs basically no. that, that you go 10 and seven. Is that going to be good enough in the NFC? Because I think it's, I think if you go 10 and seven, you are right there on the cusp and you basically end up with tiebreakers deciding your fate. Yeah, no, I mean, it very similar. It could be like the last year's situation, like, right. Like they, the bears and the Cardinals and all of those games and they beaten the bears that they would have, it was a tiebreaker scenario that could have put them in the playoffs had they handled business in week 15. Um, I bet 10 and seven is like 10, and seven is like the new nine and seven. Eight I and think eight. so. I think it's um, the new it's, nine and it's seven. It's really not anything different, but it's just like such a weird number that that will definitely be in like tiebreaker scenario where they're going to have to like rely on like the fate of other teams to figure out like what their fate is in the postseason. A remarkable turnaround from seven and 10 in May. Hey, they, they put in the work this off season with like bringing in new personnel. Like now all they have to do is like prove that they can actually like win the games that like I've, you know, went back um, and like changed my picks on several games to get them from like seven and 10 to 10 and seven. So part of it for me in picking them to go 10 and seven and probably Sam's to some extent too, was just anticipating that these moves would happen. We always felt they would add an extra defensive lineman. Yeah. We always felt that they would add another cornerback that they weren't going to go into this whole thing with the rookies. And so I was kind of figuring like, that's how it's going to play out. And it ultimately did. I think when you picked it with, this is their exact roster. That was fair. They did not look like a team that was going to make the playoffs at that point. And it's pretty significantly changed when you add Bashad Breeland, when you add Sheldon Richardson and you look like a much more solidified team, still many a question to be answered though. So we will be each week as we always do coming back here and very soon we will be podcasting post training camp practice court. I'm excited. It's going, be, it's going to be fun. I'm very much looking forward to it. And uh, gosh, I just can't believe how soon it's coming up. Whatever happened to what happened to summer? What happened to summer? But there will be cakes hopefully this year. Yeah, there'll be lots of them. There will be cakes. So, okay, well, we'll do it again soon. And uh, thank you for your time.